What's going on, everybody? And we're okay, back. Enough of that. Please we're stop. Back. We're back. <laughs> and we're back after like, a, what is it, like three weeks? Three weeks, four weeks off, something like that? Yeah, it's been a while, whatever it is. It's been a while. Uh, you know, had a couple hiccups, went on uh, spring break. Uh, just particularly busy weeks for both of us. Um, but, you know, uh, got a lot of big fights to come back and cover. Uh, we don't have a card this weekend, so this episode might be a little shorter. Uh, but we're going to get into some recaps, uh, get into some top fives, uh, recap NCAA wrestling tournament. That's going to be cool. I'm excited for that. And, uh, yeah, just generally catch up. How are you doing? How's school going? Uh, school's going pretty good. It just started – a new term, uh, taking a writing class for the first time. Wow. See how that goes. I mean, I have a what? kind of a, a predisposition to dislike English teachers. True. I mean, they just seem to be the worst kind of teachers normally. But um, so far, so good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I was working out over here, doing my thing. Um, a lot of work. A lot of working out. A lot of. You know, lots of stuff, <laughs> lots of responsibilities. Um, but yeah, you know, we're, we're making it through and uh, finding time to do the good things like this. So we can start off with our little personal segment uh, talking about uh, the biggest life lesson that you learned from your career in combat sports thus far. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually interested to hear this one because we don't really uh, talk about me, this. I, for me, it's kind of like, um, you know, maybe it's not what you would think it is. I would say the biggest lesson I actually learned from wrestling was when I decided to step away. Um, really through the entirety of my senior year and a lot of my wrestling career for that matter, I never really felt like I was wrestling for myself. Um, I always felt like I was there for the coaches and for my family. And I didn't really have the motivation that a lot of other kids on the team had. And um, eventually it just got to the point where um, not only was I not doing it for myself, I was missing all these things that I wanted to, you know, like with senior and traditions. And I have always kind of been the type of person that uh, has trouble saying no to things. Um, I put, I mean, this may sound like narcissistic in some matter, but I tend to put other people before myself a lot. And I'm, uh, and I think taking a step away from the game was a step and uh, showing that, you know, sometimes you have to do the right thing for yourself instead of doing things for other people. True. That's, uh, you know, definitely a big step. Happy for you. Uh, I mean, I think for me, like the biggest thing was just like discipline and self-control, right? Uh, having a structure has always been something that's really big for me to be able to like manage my life. And if you're not like organized with your time with wrestling, you don't, you can't be successful. Uh, you have to like, not only do you have to manage time, but you have to manage energy and diet and mental fortitude in places where you can think too hard versus not think too hard. And we places where you can lend your stress versus not. And at the end of the day, you know, um, I had a lot of fun too. And it's good to have fun. Yep. You don't always get to have fun. People forget about that. All right. Uh, now that's done. Uh, we have a quadruple recap special of the four cards we missed because <laughs> we missed four cards, uh, as unfortunate as that was, but we can get into that. 
now uh, we can talk about UFC 272. That was the last pay-per-view. We have another pay-per-view coming up next weekend. Uh, but, you know, what do you think about Colby and the aftermath, I guess? Um, I think it was certain. I mean, we can talk. Are we going to talk about the aftermath later or? I don't think I don't think we have that on our news. I think it's too far back at this point, so we can uh, we can talk about it now. Okay, I'll start off with the fight mostly. I thought obviously it was a very good performance by Colby. Um, you know, good pay per view stats. I'm sure with the whole friends turn foes thing, it's always fun. Yeah. Um, but looking into the future, you know, it's just like where does he go from here? You know, yeah. he's already fought. Usman twice, lost both times. Um, we do have Hamza rising up the ranks right now, depending on how he's doing in um, the fight next or the weekend after next, or I guess it would just be like next weekend at this point. I mean, so here's – I think if Gilbert Burns beats Hamza, then you give him Colby. But uh, I think if Hamza wins, you probably got to give him a title shot. That's right. Yeah, I'm absolutely. But yeah. what I was saying is, you know, Colby's always been small for the weight class. For sure. And I think he makes yeah. I think he can make 55 too. He's done a lot of talking about how like he doesn't like cutting weight and he feels like he's the best at 170. But at a certain point, you know, you're chasing the gold and he's not like, they're not going to give him another fight against Usman anytime in the near future. Yeah. Oh, so would be an interesting matchup. Absolutely. I think that would be a great, um, a good move for Colby for sure. As would like going 85, but I think he's too small for 85. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, you know, tough looks for Jorge. You know, where I'm thinking is, like, we were convinced, like, we had managed to convince ourselves that maybe he was going to be competitive in this fight. I mean, he almost not. He, yeah, he, he heard him. He heard him. Yeah, the, fight was not, the fight wasn't really competitive. No. Right, no. So, uh, you know, I think Jorge had, like, a really great mid-career resurgence. Uh, I think he started to come back to being the fighter we kind of always knew him as. Uh, a great fighter, sure, but like not quite amongst the top top of the division. Uh, where do you see him fighting next? I have a particular name in my mind for him, but where do you see him going next? Yeah, I mean, here's my thing. With a lot of these guys, you know, the UFC is expanding, and with that is coming, like, there's all these other – I mean, you, you may call me crazy, but there's, like, all these other promotions that are okay. uh, coming up too. 1FC, Bellator, Eagle FC has been signing some – pretty good guys and I think that um you know if Jorge really wants to you know get out there get a, t- a world title I think he could be looking at a future in a different promotion well I don't yeah, know what you're gonna he, say he, about. he did just sign an eight fight extension that really with the UFC? yeah he's the third highest paid fighter in UFC history now it's crazy <laughs> definitely can't fight another organization but unless they cut him but I doubt they're gonna cut him I mean, he's too big money you know yeah what are you thinking I had two thoughts. Um, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson would be a good matchup. Uh, I think it's favorable for Thompson, uh, given you know the Thompson's taking two losses to wrestlers. Jorge's not really going to go wrestle him. Uh, it'd be an interesting clash of styles. The good boxing of Jorge versus like the karate and kickboxing style of Wonderboy. Uh, and then the main matchup that I really think should be the matchup is Jorge Masvidal versus Robbie Lawler. I think that fight makes a lot of sense. Robbie Lawler's was still around. I thought he retired. Yeah. When was the last no, time he fought? He didn't retire. He just fought Nick Diaz. Oh, right. So, and he looked pretty good. I mean, Nick yeah. Diaz, we don't know what was really going on with Nick Diaz, but Robbie Lawler looked like Robbie Lawler. You know, he's going to throw caution to the wind and throw heavy punches and 
you know, not really get knocked out. And Jorge's the type of guy who he'll go in an exchange and it'll be a crazy fight. And it'll all ever be a crazy fight. So I, I'd love to see that fight, actually. They're two both kind of getting to the end of their careers. Uh, and I think it's a fight we could have seen in Strike Force. It's a fight we could have seen back in the day. Uh, and I think it's the right time to make that fight. What are your thoughts on that fight? Um, yeah, I like that. Do you like I'm the Wonder Boy fight? On one uh, would be a great matchup. I have no doubt. So that would be, you know, fight like fight of the night potential right there in that matchup. But um, Jorge, I think, is still chasing a dream, really, which is kind of ridiculous to think. I mean, Colby Covington, yeah, he's like the, he's the top guy at that division, and he took a loss to. Well, his, his last losses are Usman and Colby, Usman, right? Usman, Colby. Usman. So I don't know if taking that big of a step down is really something that he wants to do right now. So who do you think? Like Wonderboy? I mean, Wonder 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 Wonderboy's a good option, right? Wonderboy's Wonder, like Wonder Boy ranked. Seventh or eighth? Yeah, so I think, I think no. So Wonderboy's ranked seventh. Moswell's ranked eighth right now. Yeah. um, Something like that. Yeah, that sounds like a good matchup to me. Yeah. I mean, is Lawler probably not on the rankings, right? Uh, if he is, he'd be like 15th or something. Yeah. He's had a little bit of a skid as of late. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on uh, that. I got you there. Fair. All right. Uh, your boy. Your boy had a great night. Camo shorts, baby. What do you think yeah. of your boy? Um, Bryce Mitchell. You know, I think he looks like in title eliminator form, honestly. <laughs> Very interesting at the top of that weight class. I mean, we have the Korean zombie fighting uh, Volk in a matchup that I would honestly rather see Bryce Mitchell in, like, than the Korean Zombie, because that matchup, I think, like, Volkanovski beats the Korean Zombie in every, like, every facet of the game. game. Yeah, every facet of the game. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's tough to stop the Zombie, right? Like, you probably won't knock him out, but Volk's ground and pound is so good, though. I would not so be good. surprised. Yeah, he might, he might finish him on the ground. I don't know. Yeah, Volk just looks like otherworldly nowadays. Yeah. I mean, Bryce Mitchell, too, though, to be able to knock down Edson Barboza on the feet. Yeah, on the feet. That was crazy. I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. Um, what what potential matchups are you thinking about for him? I have a couple. So, for Bryce Mitchell, I was looking at, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of good fights for him. Uh, Josh Emmett would be a really nice fight. Uh, Josh Emmett's ranked, like, sixth or something, fifth. Uh, getting up there. Um, who just fought? You could do him in Holloway. That'd be fun. I, I know Holloway's probably just going to get a title shot. Him and Yair Rodriguez would be a banger. Ortega wrapped up right now and anything? Oh, no, Ortega and Yair are fighting, right? Um, well, I was going to say him versus Ortega would be a – Jiu-Jitsu master class. Yeah, Jiu-Jitsu yeah. master class. That would be a really fun yeah. one. So I, I, think, I, think, I think the most – Calvin likely, Cater, too. Calvin Cater. Him and Calvin Cater would be awesome. Uh, yeah, I think a likely matchup is, like, the Caters of the world, the Josh Emmett's of the world. Like those three guys between Mitchell, Cater, and Emmett, two of them are going to get matched up together, and one guy's going to be left out. So I don't know how it's going to work, but it'll work out some way. I mean, they'll figure yeah. it out, right? Mm-hmm. Also, touch up on a uh, RDA and Kevin Holland. Kevin RBA, Kevin Holland. We can talk about the the failure that is the Greg Hardy experiment. Yeah. Uh, guy just can't wrestle or grapple at all. It's really, you know, I mean, it's what we expected, but you know, to see the guy coming into fight week at three hundred pounds, making two sixty five. And then expecting to like have a good performance is just so and the fact that we both picked him. How about that? <laughs> I mean, I would think like that's the type of guy he can finish, right? That's the type of guy he has finished in the past. Yeah. But Speedback's actually good though. I think he could he's like an Eagle FC type guy for sure. Greg Hardy. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if he'll keep doing MMA. Maybe. Um I'm gonna talk about RDA and Kevin Holland really quick. Sure, yeah. 
wasn't significantly impressed by either of their performances. I, mean, I liked RDA. RDA, yeah, he, he did what he was supposed really to do. Well. He kind of did what he was supposed to do. Down to 55 now, right, RDA? Yeah, and, like, RDA, he looked really good, and a lot of people were picking him kind of on short notice, but RDA kind of just, like, beat the crap out of him. RDA yeah. actually looked really good. You weren't impressed by RDA? Um, no, I, I mean, I picked Moicano in the fight. Yeah, and then RDA uh, took the fucking shit out of him. Yeah, his well. wrestling was good for sure. And then he, he almost stopped him, like, four times. Yeah, what matchups are you looking for there with RDA? RDA? You can, um, you can fight some of the top guys in that division. A lot of good fights. There's a lot of good fights for RDA. Um, who can RDA fight? You know... Honestly, I wouldn't mind if they did uh, RDA versus, like, Dariush and then gave Islam the title shot. That'd be fine with me. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this the other week. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think Dana's full of shit when we talk about the, the Islam thing. Poye? Have they fought before? No, but I also think that Poye is not looking for those kind of fights right now. What is he looking for, then? I mean, like money Diaz. fights, Diaz, McGregor, 170. You know, I don't know if Poye is really, like, in there for with a gritty title chaser like RDA right now. Who do you want Kevin Holland to fight? Because it's a weird spot. The guy, right? I mean, who I really wasn't all that impressed with, obviously. Like, yeah, he didn't look very good the first time. Yeah, Kevin Holland's at seventy now, right? Mm-hmm. Is he at seventy or eighty-five? Yeah, seventy, seventy-nine. Um, he's not on the rankings currently, as I yeah. see. He was on the rankings at eighty-five, but I mean. How can you put him on the rankings after almost losing to Oliveira, who like really hasn't been yeah. that good? I could see him fighting any of these guys between 14 and 12. Jeff Neal, Bleach, Santiago Ponzinibbio. Or, I mean, you were talking about Shavkat versus uh, Neil Magny, right? So not Shavkat. Think. I'm, thinking they're, I'm thinking Shavkat versus Neil Magny is the way. Yeah, I'm thinking for uh, for Kevin Holland, I like the Jingliang fight. I think that's a guy who's willing to go scrap with Kevin. And I'd like to uh, see him fight Jeff Neal as well. Ponzinibbio's yeah. matchup match now, now with uh, Michelle Pereira. So okay. that'll be an interesting fight as well, that one. For sure. All right. Uh, next card, we're going to go to Santos versus Ankalaya. A little bit of a snoozer in the main event, but overall, a really good card. Uh, what did you? What was your take on Tiago Santos? I mean, you didn't, you didn't see the fight, but Tiago Santos' performance is Ankalaya and this kind of string of snoozes we've had from uh, Tiago Santos. Yeah, I'm, I did not get to watch this one, but I heard it was kind of most of the fight played out on the feet, right? And yeah. it was just like a, a jab fest, you know, Ankalaev land outlanded him a little bit more. I believe uh, Santos was scored with one knockdown. Which In the I second round, yeah. But um, I think, you know, Ankalaev is doing a good job moving up the rankings. He only has one loss, right, on his career. That crazy loss. Oh, yeah. yeah was like one, one second left of the fight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that can happen to anybody against Paul Craig. So oh, we, we got to talk about him next. Yeah, he's him. an animal. Yeah. He fell uh, on the on the London card, yeah. That's, that's the next card we're going over. But okay. uh, um, yeah, yeah, uh, not, not super I mean, impressed with Uncle Lev. Um, I mean, I would have liked to see him go out there and try to get a finish. I thought, you know, he, he was clearly in control for every round, but the second round, I scored at forty nine, forty six. Agreed with two of the judges. One of the judges scored forty eight, forty seven. I don't know where yeah, they get some. Uh, he's ranked fourth now. It's pretty high. Uncle Lev, he said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's kind of stuck though. I don't really know. He put him in there with maybe like. Uh, does Rakic have anybody to fight? Rakic is fighting Jan Blahovich. Right. So, so he's going to have to take somebody lower than him. Or wait. Or, wait. yeah, wait for the loser of the next time. You know, I know, like, he wanted Anthony Smith, but a lot of people want Anthony Smith. So, like. What about Jamal Hill. <laughs> I hate that for Jamal, though. <laughs> it's a terrible style matchup for Jamal. Uh, but sure. 
Makes sense, though. I, I watched that fight. I yeah, it makes both. sense. I'm taking Jamal, honestly. Like I'd take Jamal, but it's like a it's a hard fight for sure. Yeah. I want to see Jamal versus Anthony Smith. That's the fight I want to see next. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, a lot of other good fights on this card, though. Like the uh, prelims were pretty good, uh, but then that Pereira fight. We're gonna talk about this crazy matchmaking with Pereira. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was not a great performance, was it? He looked yeah. fine. Um, I mean, Bruno Silva is like, what is he like, twenty-four and two with like nineteen knockouts or something like that. So Bruno Silva is dangerous, but Bruno was like touching him up and making every round competitive, taking him down. Pereira clearly won every round from the outside, throwing lots of kicks, knees, using his punches, almost put out Silva in the second round. Like, he did what he was supposed to do. I don't think he really earned this match that he's getting, this fight that he's getting made, but that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about that later, right? Yeah, all right. But then the Drew Dober versus Terrence McKinney. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a fun one. I mean yeah. – Did you did Terrence, you end up catching that one? Uh, I, I watched uh, some of the highlights and whatnot. Yeah, so Terrence came out and just about knocked Drew Dober out in, like, 18 seconds, like how Terrence has been doing everyone. And I'm like, oh, my God, this Terrence McKinney guy is going to be – Fucking champ, like look at this dude. And then he, he ends up getting slapped uh, at around the, yeah, at around three and a half minutes first round. Uh, but Terrence McKinney, you know, is a young guy, young kid, a prospect. Uh, I think we'll be seeing a lot from him in the future. He's got to rein it in though. Can't be doing all that. Yeah, I agree absolutely. I think this is a good lesson for him. I don't think this loss is necessarily a negative thing. Yeah, he needs to learn how to rein it in. Um, he would like this is the thing too. Like he was controlling the fight. Not only did he knock down Dober, he was taking Dober down. He took Dober down like two, three times in those three minutes. Just gotta relax. Just gotta relax. It's it's big moments for a young kid. He'll figure it out though. Yep. And then uh, I want to talk about you know this guy has been one of your favorite fighters for a long time. He's now officially retired, Marlon Marais, Uh After a tough loss to Song Yudong by knockout. Um, what do you think of the legacy? I don't want to talk about the knockout because, you know, I love Marlon. I love his career. Uh, he just hasn't been the same guy since the Cejudo fight, really. Yeah. Um, what do you make of Marlon's career and his impact on the sport? Um, he definitely was one of the most explosive uh, 135ers, I think, in the history of the game. He has a great resume of exciting knockouts, uh, especially, that you know, that one against Algermain Sterling. Uh, I don't think we'll ever forget that. Yeah, was he, crazy. He's, I think, the only guy to really ever do that to Aljo. Absolutely knocked him stiff. And um, I think he probably hung it up a little bit too early or a little bit too late. I mean, yeah. Um, what was he? He lost his last four fights all by stoppage, right? And we can kind of see that coming. Yeah. Um, I mean, he it was all top guys until Song Yudong. You know. Yeah. And Song Yudong's well, a great up and comer, but you can't get knocked out four times in a row. It's yeah, it's too hard on them. Happy that he re- he's uh, retired. Definitely mm-hmm. a great 135er all through and through. Yeah, one of the best, one of the one of the best one one of the best fighters to never be champion. Yeah, for sure. All right, I thought he was going to be champion for a little bit there. Yeah, I mean, he, it, it was a time where a lot of people considered him the best 35 pounder in the world, for sure. All right, let's go to London because London was. Oh, so what do you think about potential matchups for Song Yudong? Oh, Song Yudong. Sorry, I didn't. You know, I was just wanting to talk about Marice. Uh, Song Yudong at 35, he now is like in the conversation. Probably, uh, I could see yeah, him. Right with, I could see him in there with, uh, you know, I don't think I think Dominic Cruz wants to go up. I think Aldo's probably a bit too big of a step. Um, think about this, Sean O'Malley. I don't mind that. 
Yeah, I like that fight actually because Sean O'Malley, uh, Song Yidong has a win over Chito Vera. Yeah. So I think that's a good matchup too. Yeah, I think I think Sean that's I think I think that's uh, one of the better ones you put together actually. Sure, favorable I matchup fight. for Sean. I love that fight. Pretty favorable matchup for Sean and pretty favorable match for Song. I, I mean, mean, his name out there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's probably a fight he wants. Um, and then you can see the winner of that being put in there with guys like Rob Font, Chito Vera, those kind of people. Yep. All right. Um, let's go to London because London was really cool. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start with the main event or you want to start at the bottom or what do you think? I can even start on the prelims, dude, with Paul Craig. I mean, yeah. what does it take to beat this dude? Um, <laughs> I mean, Jimmy, I really think Jimmy Cruz no, committed in dark horse in that division. What? This guy's the dark horse in that division. Yeah. I mean, if you can't not get submitted by him, what do you do? Like, how does it work? <laughs> I don't know. Like, he just submits everyone from his guard. Like, it, like he said in the press conference, like, I wrapped my head, my legs around Nikita's head, and I told him, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, what the fuck? Like, what do you even do in that situation? I don't know, man. Uh, he seems super dangerous. He's won uh, five in a row for not including yeah. the draw to Shogun Hua. Yeah. And I'm looking for him to do – for him to get a – top guy in that division for sure yeah i mean i would love down the line to see the rematch with jamal hill at some point because i think that fight should have gone way longer if jamal did tweak yeah. uh but then i think you know uh yeah i mean you could see him in there with anthony smith you could see him in there with uh you know a guy like uncle a, a rematch with uncle Live. i don't know if paul really wants that that rematch but uh you know there's plenty of fights for him Sure. These upper weight classes have gotten a lot more interesting. In I mean, like just in the last like three, four years, they've exploded, yeah. right? Light, I mean, light, light heavyweight was like three, four uh, weeks. What's up? You said three, four years. Three, four years. Yeah. I'm talking about like in the last couple of weeks. These, you think so? Yeah. I mean, Maybe especially you been paying attention because these guys have been around. No, I'm talking about especially at heavyweight. Like things yeah. on super interesting recently. That's true. And so we can jump to the main event, I guess, then if you want to just talk about heavyweight. Yeah. Talk about talk about Tommy Aspinall. Yeah, uh, the big question I think: Do you think he's ready for a title shot? I think that's the big question. In any other division, I would say no. But with the scope of heavyweight, so he said he didn't want one. He said like there are other people in the division more deserving. I don't know why he would say that because like nobody's ever done that to Volkov. Absolutely, but yeah. it's, it's complicated, you know, because you have him, Ty, Stipe, and Cyril. And, and now Jones Curtis Blades. And Curtis Blades now also. And Jones lurking, lurking in, Jones can get a title shot like whenever he wants to, supposedly. Yeah, if he, you know, can get his shit together. Yeah. That's what I'm saying with Curtis Blades winning, with him winning, and with Francis kind of MIA right now, the division just got a lot more interesting. Obviously. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, we've never seen anyone do that to Walker. Never. I mean, he might be he might be one of the most athletic heavyweights we've ever seen. Absolutely. Did you hit you, 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 like uh, Israel Adesanya watching the fight when Darren Till was on top of the? Yeah, he's like, get down brother. there, Darren. And, and, and then, yeah, let him enjoy it. He hasn't wanted his brother. His brother's like, yeah, he hasn't wanted a bit. Let him enjoy it. <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, super interesting weight class. I mean, for sure. I see like him versus Ty maybe, but that's just like a horrible matchup for Ty. I don't see that fight. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, so was uh, so was Derek Lewis. <laughs> yeah, but obviously in like a different way. I mean, you could do him and Derek Lewis. Tom and Derek Lewis? Yeah, why not? Oh, Derek Lewis does not want that fight, right? 
Derek Lewis is going to fight someone else. He should. Yeah, who, who knows? knows? He should fight like, uh, I don't know, someone else. <laughs> Not him. Yeah. Uh, I want to see what happens with Francis first, obviously. He's still yeah. the unified champion on the rankings. And still, yeah, he is. So, He's a champ. Yeah. And if uh, he vacates or if they set up an interim title fight, I'm really interested to see what happens. Yeah. Um, I think if John Jones doesn't come back, Stipe won't. Um, but I think if either of them want to come, I think if John Jones wants to come back, I think they do him and Stipe for the interim title just based on credentials. Um. And then I think you could, uh, yeah, I mean, you could do, I mean, I would like to see uh, Tom Aspinall and Cyril and then Ty Curtis, I guess. That's a terrible matchup for Ty, but I don't know. A lot of interesting fights. I mean, Curtis Blades look like every bit of a world champion this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, we can talk about Molly McCann, knockout of the year. Maybe. I mean, still early. We got still some... early, but that shit was nuts, huh? Yeah, it was. Yeah. For sure. Crazy. I mean. Uh, I'm not sure what the real is like. What is she ranked, or any if she even is ranked? She is ranked, maybe. Um, what no. way is that up? 125 female. Yeah, Molly. No, she's not on the rankings. Yeah, that makes sense actually. Um, yeah, but for sure, an exciting fight that definitely will build her name. I mean, we've seen uh, guys like what's his face with the spinning back kick. Barbosa. No, 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 with the crazy spinning back kick. The one where the dude, like, caught his kick and then he jumped. Oh, yeah. We've seen guys like that get their, their hype built up over one big knockout. What's that dude's name? This is killing me. <laughs> what is his name? I don't know. I'm sure I could find it. Yeah, he's Buckley. Joaquin Buckley. Joaquin Buckley. Joaquin Buckley. Yeah, yeah. Joaquin, yeah. Joaquin. Yeah, so I think it's great for the UFC for sure. For sure. Um, we got a bunch of other fights to cover on this card, though. Yeah, I mean, Arnold Allen looked awesome, like I knew he would. What do you think for Dan Hooker? You think it's time to hang it up? No, he's too young. But uh, I think back to 55, he looked too slow. Bellator, maybe? Oh, no. no. He, they're not going to cut him, and he doesn't want to leave. They pay him really good. Um, I think back to 55, take it slow. Don't need to fight crazy guys right away. You know, fight a guy who's ranked 14th, relax. Uh, who's a good fight for him at 55? Uh, you know, no, you don't need to fight like Justin Gagey, Oliveira, like those guys at the top. Like Dan Hooker versus Bobby Green. Why not? I like that fight. Oh, Dan Hooker is still on the rankings. I know. Yeah. Why not? Why not Dan Hooker versus Bobby Green? I think that's a good fight. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's a good step back for Dan. I think it's another opportunity that Bobby deserves. Dan Hooker versus Bobby Green. Good fight. I think it's a good fight to make. Fun uh, one, too, for sure. Arnold Allen. He's another guy who could fight anyone. You could do Arnold Allen versus Bryce Mitchell. Yeah. I That'd, would be say, um, That'd be cool. I think Bryce is kind of looking – I mean, if I were Bryce, I would be looking for, you know, one of the top guys in the division. That's the thing. Like, he, Bryce just beat, like, the number eight, number nine guy. Even if it is Edson Barboza, he is the number eight, number nine guy featherweight, right? Yeah, but oh. you know, it is – We've seen, you know, has Bryce Mitchell ever lost a round? No, not in the UFC. I mean, we saw him lose on tough, but that yeah. uh, undefeated, like professional, undefeated professional record does say, like, um, you know, your name carries a little bit more weight. Arnold Allen is Arnold Allen's nine and zero in the UFC, buddy. Okay, 
<laughs> Set it up, exactly. I think it's a great fight, and I think you do Josh Emmett versus Calvin Cater, and then whoever performs better, or maybe match the winners of those two fights up for a title eliminator. You know? Yeah. So uh, let's talk about Patty real quick. What do you think about Patty? We're going to talk about the whole pay thing later, but what do you think about Patty? Like, just his performance, we'll say. Um, I think it was a great performance, honestly. Yeah. Um, did I'm not sure. Like, he got hit right, and he like went to his back. Not yeah. sure if he's actually hurt there. It was kind of like part that part, just like I got overwhelmed and fell. I think. Yeah, and trying to pull the guy into his ground game or whatever. Yeah, seems like he continues to get hurt in every single fight he's been in, even in the so UK. Yeah. So I don't think you can have him take that much of a step yet. Um, yeah. I'm looking. For, I mean, especially with you know the UFC wants to be careful with him. He's a huge name, and if you get like you know back-to-back losses or something when you're a big name like that, it really hurts your value. So I think he's going to keep taking these safe matchups um, and build his skill set before. Yeah, I think you can put him in there with a guy uh, who's not quite ranked, but a guy who's maybe shown uh, like some good stuff. Maybe Nasrat Hakbaras would be a good step for him. Yeah. Uh, Nasrat Hakbaras, you know, been in there with Dan Hooker, been in there with Bobby Green. Uh, good boxing, decent, not great wrestling, but, you know, good favorable matchup for Patty to showcase his skills. Yeah, um, Ilya Topuria. We would have been there with Ilya Topuria because they got that built-in thing, too. Yeah, I was talking about his fight on the card. No, he looked good. He had a great knockout, and he threw a bottle of hand sanitizer at Patty at Wayans. Really? I did not see that. Yeah, that's why yeah. he called him hand sanitizer boy in the, the post-fight press <laughs> conference. It's like, you know, I could fight hand sanitizer boy, but and they're in the same weight class, so maybe. It's not a bad idea. I don't think it's a very good matchup for Patty, honestly. Oh, it's not. Topuria would definitely be the favorite. Yeah, I mean, Topuria is uh, five or four now in the UFC. Yeah. Last three fights are all knockouts within the first two rounds. Putting a win over Ryan Hall. Yeah, this was his first fight at lightweight, though, right? Yeah, I think it's a much shorter notice. Yeah, so he's probably going to move back down to 45. Maybe. Yeah. Who's to say? I'm excited to see what this guy can do in the future. Yeah, for sure, if he keeps stopping guys like at this rate, he can make a big name for himself. Definitely. Um, I got one more guy to talk about on this card. Do you have any any thoughts on no, anybody I'm good, else? I'm good, I'm good on this card. Muhammad Mokayev. Uh, yeah, I was talking about Muhammad. Oh, Mo's, Mo's, Mo's awesome. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. Um, 30 and 0, including his uh, non-professional amateur career. He's only 21 years old. Um, he's the youngest fighter on the roster right now, I think. Yeah. He can, and, like, uh, he can be very real at 25. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I mean, he didn't take like a single shot in that fight, so hopefully he can get in there again real soon against a better guy. Even like uh, like Tim Elliott or something like that. Yeah, right away. Yeah, yeah. twenty five is a. It's like one of the, the most high level divisions, but I do not think it's really all that deep, right? Yeah, now. like the 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 high level talent is high level, but towards the top, but like it's not deep throughout. You give him Todd Gear, like the guy from Khabib's camp. Who just lost to Tim Elliott, I believe. Uh, yeah. Uh, Not for any of those. Any of those fights would be great. Just get him a guy in the top 15, preferably from like that 8 to 15 range, and we can see how he does. Yep. I think, I think the, the UFC really has an opportunity to push this kid fast. He wants to be pushed fast. He's young. He can take these lumps. He can lose now and then learn if he needs to. Uh, but I think he has the potential to be a really big star. Yep. All right. Next one. Nice. One, one more card, right? Yeah, Blazers, Dawkins. Actually, they're really, like, I didn't have high expectations for this card. But, you know, produce a fight of the year candidate, produce, like, a new 
a new contender. Uh, I think uh, the Kai was the Kai fight was fight of the year candidate. Oh, dude, Brian Barbarino versus Matt Brown is one of the oh, best yeah. fights I've ever yeah. fucking seen in my entire life. The thing was, it's not like a technical MMA fight. It was a slobber knocker. These two were beating the shit out of each other for fifteen minutes. <laughs> it was all right. I mean, they look like they look like dead fish by the end of it. They were yeah, just, I mean, but you know, it was really fun. It was really it was, fun. for sure. Yeah, one of the most fun fights I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think both of those guys are, you know, on their last legs in the fight game. Yeah, but that's that's the thing, right? You know, why sure. not? Why not match those guys up? Yeah, uh, talk about Kai if you want, real quick. Yeah, I mean, well, besides Curtis, who we already discussed, I think Kai is probably the biggest takeaway from this card. I don't know why that wasn't the co-main event on this card. It seemed yeah. a little weird. Um, I would have loved to see that fight even go, like, another couple rounds. and so close. Sure. Um, Oscarov was number one twenty-five hundred. was your number one twenty-five hundred going into this fight. What was your interpretation of his performance? Um, I picked Oscarov. You know, after watching, but I thought he, I was obvious. He was on his back the entire first round. Um, I was honestly rooting for Kai though the entire time. Yeah. Um, I was really excited when Kai almost stopped him in the second. It looked like he was going to go down. Oscar was really hurt. And then the third round, I mean. It was uh, pretty close on the feet. Kai certainly, you know, landed the bigger shots and picked shots. You know, so what I think one of the fight was that the whole third round, Oscar was going backwards after he got the takedown. Yeah. Um, Kai was just coming forward. Even if he wasn't landing anything super significant, he was still, like, pressing the action, you know? Was it even split or was it unanimous? unanimous. It was unanimous, right? Yeah, unanimous. Which is weird to me. I don't know. I thought – I mean, I was rooting for Kai the entire time. Like I said, I thought Oscar won. But I'm really excited to see Kai fight against whoever, you know. Yeah, I'm thinking um, that they'll probably do the Moreno Figueroa. They'll probably do Antoja, right? No. They're probably going to do the – they alluded to doing the the, uh, the the quadruple rematch yeah. uh, in, in July. It's probably when it's going to go down, or August, and then Kyle will probably fight the winner. Yeah. Um. What's up with Pantoja then? He's just going to stick around? I think around. he's hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think – because that's why he was supposed to fight – uh, he's supposed to fight Moreno in December. But yeah, I've seen a lot of people like, talking online about like, bro, Moreno lost to, because Moreno has losses to Pantoja, right? Like two of them. Two losses, yeah. Yeah, and so a lot of people were talking shit about that, but I think you need to I mean, settle. Moreno turned a corner, obviously. Yeah, you need to settle the score before you look at anything else. Yeah, opinion. yeah. So I think, I think Pan, you know, Pantoja, it's a fight he could get if he actually plays it well, but it'd be interesting. I don't think you can fight Kai again unless it's a title shot. I don't think, like, Kai Kai should take any other fights besides title shot at this point. I mean, Oscar was the clear number one contender. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. That's it for our recaps. Uh, you know, a lot of great stuff going on in the UFC and the world right now. Um, we can get into some fight news, uh, some general, like, you know, discussions about stuff. You have the announcement of Rob Font versus Cheeto Vera at a fight night. What are you thinking about that? Great fight. Um, I, you know, I, early prediction, Rob Font for me. Yeah, uh, but you got to take some more time to think about it. Yeah, obviously Cheeto, you know, a lot of people didn't, like, he didn't, don't, still don't credit him with a lot of his great wins. Yeah. Um, very overlooked fighter, very underrated fighter. I'll just say this now. He beat Sean O'Malley. Like, he did. Yeah, obviously. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyone, anyone who says he did is just stupid because he did. Yeah. He has a win. 
It was a leg kick that landed. It was his leg kick. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole thing. No more discussion. <laughs> many times in the past. Yeah. Nobody else has ever said anything like what Sean said. Yeah. But, you know, Sean will be Sean. Yeah. Gotta love him for what he is. For sure. Yeah. All right. Now, like, the big one that's, like, going to be a really big point of frustration for both of us is the match made between Sean Strickland and Alex Pereira. Uh, I'll let you start unloading on this one first because I'm pretty furious about it. Yeah, I may not be as furious as you. Um, you know, the USC is a money machine, and there's the whole story between, behind Alex Pereira knocking out Israel Adesanya in a kickboxing match, right? And so that's kind of the idea that the UFC has that they can, you know, get that fight together somehow. But, Do you think there's anyone else in the top five that Pereira can even compete with? Um, are they all wrestlers? Let me look. I mean, like Brunson, Vittori, Robert Whitaker, any of those guys? Probably not, no. <laughs> I mean, and it just sucks because, you know, Sean Strickland has, what has he, like, fought seven times in the UFC or eight times? Never yeah, he's, just seven fight, he's on a seven-fight win streak. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is just like a – this is a horrible matchup for him. Yeah, and I mean, Pereira is one of the most technical and powerful strikers in the, the yeah. world. I mean, Sean has been living behind his jab in every fight, and he's not going to be able to do that with fucking Frankenstein six foot four Pereira jabbing his yeah. face Like, it's not going to happen. He's going to have to mix up the wrestling world. Yeah, he's going to have to go Pereira comes into this fight as the favorite at all. For sure. I mean, it's it's a really favorable matchup for him. I think Sean's got to go to the wrestling. He has to. Yeah. He doesn't normally do that, but he has to. Like, there's no there's no way that his style of striking works with Pereira. It just doesn't work. I agree. I don't even know who I would pick in that fight, but I don't know. I mean, it's just like there's like I, I was hoping to see Pereira versus the winner of Gerald Mearshart versus Christoph Jonkel. Because I presume that Gerald's probably gonna win that fight. And then you get to see Pereira versus a real grappler. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think, you know. You already had Gerald fight Hamza. I don't think he's in. Well, you know, but like all these other hype trains. No, it's not a hype train. I honestly think that Gerald could beat Alex. Yeah, probably. With the wrestling. I mean, Gerald's like a good grappler. He's not like. Gerald's a great grappler. He's the most submissions in UFC middleweight history. Also lost to John Simon in a jiu-jitsu match, right? Yeah, but like that's jiu-jitsu without punches. True. Okay. John Simon's really fucking good at jiu-jitsu. All right, all right, yeah, he was back when he like showed up. I don't know if he's around anymore. Oh, he's probably still around. All right, uh, Nate Diaz. Um, I think it's all BS. We we've gone over we've gone over this in excess, haven't we? His contract, his contract situation, why it's holding him out. Do you do, do you know the whole thing or no? No, don't. So he has one fight left on his contract, um, and the UFC is contractually obligated to offer him three fights a year. Uh, he was so after the Leon fight, he had one fight left. Uh, so he, he had two two more fights to be offered during the year. They offered him Hamza. Of oh, course, he, of course, he can't take that fight, right? There's it were there's no reason that he could take that fight. Even so, though I do think like it's a fine match, I mean, I think like there's a chance yeah. he. Can that out. I mean, we don't really know how good Hamzat is yet. So I we do know how good Hamzat is, and I'll talk about it later. We do know. Well, I should talk about it now. Why do you uh, think we know? Because Hamzat uh, in Russia has a win over a gentleman whose name I can't pronounce, 
who is the only amateur loss on the record of Yaroslav Amosov, who's the undefeated Bellator champion, who has never lost a round in Bellator, who's beaten Douglas Lima, who's beaten all these crazy guys. Hamzat is, he's a real deal. So is Nate Diaz. I don't know about anymore. I mean, I'm not going to like. You're not going to fuck around and say Nate's going to win that fight, right? Yeah, not. We're not also going to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, and Nate's not going to win that fight. Yeah, absolutely not. So, uh, at the end of the day, and then so they offer him Poye at the end of the year. Uh, and, you know, he said he, he wants to try to wait around for McGregor. So now he's waiting and waiting and waiting. And then so by, by, but by playing the waiting game, the UFC ex- can extend him six more months. And they don't even have to offer him any fights in those six months. So now he wants to get a fight because he wants to leave. He wants to go box Jake Paul or he wants to, you know, go somewhere like Bellator, PFL, where he can actually make money. Like pay, pay like what he's deserved to be paid. Um, but now the UFC doesn't have to offer his fights. So he can request his release all he wants. They don't have to do anything. Yeah. Sucks. I think it's all I think it's all too gazy, honestly. You think he wants to fight in the UFC for what they're paying him? And yeah, and maybe and what else is he gonna do? Jake Paul. That's not a I mean, Jake Paul needs to fight a real boxer. <laughs> I mean it would sell, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I think that's the angle. Tower, right? We're sitting here playing devil's advocate. I think he'll fight again this year for sure. You think he'll fight this year? Mm, yeah, probably. I, mean, yeah, I have no clue against who. I have to offer him a fight. Yeah. Maybe All not right. this year. I don't, we'll, we'll see. Who knows? All right. Uh, Mighty Mouse winning that special rules bout at 1FC over Rod Tank. Uh, did you catch that or no? I didn't watch it live, but I did watch the fight. Yeah. 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 I mean, Rod Tank's a really good kickboxer. He actually did hurt Mighty Mouse a lot, but you knew if he made it out of the first round, how kind of how that was going to go. Yeah. Uh, no surprises there. DJ, still one of the best flyweights alive. For sure. Can you imagine Demetrius Johnson versus like Kaikara France or Brandon Moreno or something like that? It'd be so cool. It would be. But sadly, you know, never going to happen. But people lost that trade. Yeah. You think, you think the UFC lost that trade? I mean, yeah, they made oh, money off an ice cream, but um, I think Demetrius Johnson will be a bigger star now. I totally disagree. I think that, you know, you, you get the uh, – one, they rebuilt the flyweight division, and two, Ben Askren created Jorge Masvidal, and Jorge Masvidal is still billions of business. Um, we, can talk, we already talked about the Masvidal versus Covington kind of situation, I think, a little bit. Um, you want to talk about Patty Pimblett's pay. 12 and 12 he made. 12 million? 12, 12, you didn't see this headline that he made 12,000 to win? 12,000 to show? That's so stupid. I mean, <laughs> that guy, he's one of the biggest up-and-comers in the fight game right now. 12 and 12. That's ridiculously low. <laughs> Jake Paul's going to have something to say about that for sure. Yeah, he did. Um, I can't believe you missed this. <laughs> you, you, you didn't read this anywhere? No, I didn't see anything about. It. I mean, a twelve and twelve, and the bonus. So the bonus was twice as much as he made in the fight. Yeah, it should not be how it is, especially with a guy like Patty Pimbit, who, like, is somebody that casual fans actually know. I mean, the gate alone, like the attendance, the tickets was like ten million dollars, and yeah, a lot of them were just there to see him. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty ridiculous. 
But so that now he he's now, now he's saying he's not going to fight until he signs a new contract. Uh, is his contract like what's the deal with it? You know, I mean, it, like you can renegotiate a contract whenever you want. That's a good yeah. thing about the UFC. All right, uh, we can finish up with talking about Chael Sonnen. Have you heard about him or his situation? Yeah, um, I didn't hear too much about him. I think he assaulted somebody in a restaurant or something. Apparently, someone who was like insulting his wife was what I heard. Yeah, but I heard they're not pressing charges. Well, they are pressing charges. They are. Yeah, the felony felony assault was dropped, but he still has six six counts of misdemeanor battery. Jesus, that's a lot still. Um, <laughs> that's a shame. Shale is one of my favorite guys in the fight yeah, game. Now one of my favorite media yeah. personalities. Super smart, witty, funny yeah. guy. Always mispronouncing people's names that he actually knows. Yeah. I just think no, it doesn't, a, know, doesn't know where to find the rankings, but he makes the rankings. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's sad. Yeah, I, I hope, I hope he'll get it worked out. I think he'll get it worked out. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, we can move on to the top five game now, right? Yeah, yeah. We got two top five games. Two really good ones this week. Yeah. I think our first list is probably going to be very similar. Um, but then, you know, who knows with the, with the comedic one. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know, so top five best current prospects outside the UFC. What's your uh, yeah. um, number five for you? Like one and one. Yeah. Can we go? Sure, right yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I have two people in my five spot. Um, I kind of did this because both of these guys used to be in the UFC or top, uh, top competitors. Um, we were just talking about one earlier, and the other guy is um, – I think he's the middleweight champ. No, no, he's not. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about Gegard. Yeah. Yeah. Gegard. So I have number five, Demetrius Johnson slash Gegard. Yeah, Gegard's a good one. Number five, I actually do have an ex-UFC fighter uh, who's making a good name for himself in Bellator, uh, Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do not have him on my list. Number four, um, I believe I have the guy that's the champ at the weight that Corey Anderson's at, right? Team, yeah. Yeah, I have Vadim Nankov, Bellator Russian guy. I don't know if he's ever – has he ever lost? I don't think so. Um, he creased Ryan Bader. That's about yeah. it. And beat the shit out of Phil Davis and beat Jason yeah. He's He's a good all-around fighter. Yeah, he's going to be fighting Corey Anderson later this year, I believe, uh, in, in May. It's the next month. Because it's April. Wow. Um, so I have actually Nankov in my three spot, uh, and I have Michael Venom Page in my fourth spot. Okay, I do not have him. Anywhere on my list, I wanted to, but I didn't think it was correct. All right, who's your three, I have a three spot? A guy who we were just, we talked about a little bit on this episode too. Never lost a round. Um, was supposed to fight MVP, but he's going to defend his country in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, sad, sad stuff going on in current events right now. Yaroslav Amosov. Yeah, I have Amosov a little further up my list, but uh, it's a good pick. Uh, in my number two spot, I have someone who's not currently signed to an MMA promotion, uh, may not even ever fight, but in my number two spot, I have Gable Stevenson. Bro, what is wrong with <laughs> Dude, you, you're a, what? What? How can you say he's one of the top MMA prospects in the world when he's, can you see, can you see him losing to like anyone outside of the top five of the UFC? Yes. Really? He gets kicked in the leg and starts shitting bricks. What one punch? I mean, bro, you cannot say that. That is the <laughs> worst. That is actually just the worst pick. Worst. I mean, what? <laughs> what I pick, dude? That's just like. First of all, he's signed to the WWE. Yeah, I know. Second of all, I mean, he's 
you can't you know that you can't be you can't be you know single faceted in this your number two pick please my number two pick of Bellator is 145 pound champ knocked out through double double chance sleep you leave him off your list you gotta be kidding me you don't have uh the number one prospect in Bellator on your list AJ McKee yeah that's a bad one that's a bad one it's a big slip up I had Amasov in my one spot no Kayla Harrison either oh Jesus Christ (laughs) Is I, I fucked this one. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, do, I didn't do my usual due diligence with this one. I had a very busy week. Um, <laughs> Abel Stevenson on your list, but you don't have. I know I did. I did have two prospects outside right. of the USB. You know what? I, I I'll concede this one to you. I definitely kind of last minute of this one. I had a very very tired week, um, but it is what it is. I wonder what this X list is going to look like. <laughs> yeah. All right. So our next list is worst in fight fails. Uh, my number five is Jeremiah Wells, who he just beat Blood Diamond uh, at the UFC. Uh, but in the beginning of that fight, he starts with something where he like walks off to the side and he like ran into the cage oh, and like tripped and fell over on his face. That was pretty funny. It almost cost him the fight, but then he like wound up in a position with a double leg and took down Blood Diamond. Yeah. yeah. Um, my number five again. I have like two, kind of um, both are kind of follow the same lines. Um. These both both these guys were boxers who gave their shot at MMA. I have Art Jimerson slash James Tony both fighting in UFC. Uh, Art Jimerson especially <laughs> wearing one glove, um, just absolutely hilarious. I mean, you can't blame the guys in the first UFC, right? Nobody really knew what they were doing. Art Jimerson just has a name. It's just like <laughs> he's a good boxer though. He was a good boxer. Yeah, for sure. And James Tony's one of the best boxers of all time. By a lot yeah. Of Something like that. <laughs> he's yeah. he's hilarious now. Like he he's trying to like, he's trying to like do all the old celebrity fights and like he's yeah, so okay. funny. All right, uh, my number four is Chael Sonnen getting triangle by Anderson Silva after dominating him through the fight and not backing up all his trash talk and just generally being an embarrassing situation. Um, number four, I kind of went a different route. I don't have like an actual fighting moment. I have more of a in fight commentary moment. Oh, um, no. Legendary I, quote by John Anik. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Both of these fighters are dealing with custody battles involving your children. Just like <laughs> so bad. Like John, who yeah. wrote that for you? Like, yeah, really bad. What relevance <laughs> doesn't make to the fight. No relevance there. Yeah. <laughs> it was just bad. Uh, my number three spot is Gray Maynard. Uh, earlier in his career, I don't remember his opponent. Uh, where he went to slam him. And his opponent's rib was broken, so the fight was over with everyone thinking that Gray won until they realized that Gray had knocked himself unconscious by slamming the guy to the ground. So, <laughs> yeah, I do have that on my list somewhere. Uh, but number three, I have CM Punk's short stint in the UFC. Right. A big one. Especially his fight versus Mike Jackson. Um, one of the most brutal fights to ever watch it was like i could have gotten it was, it was really I hard could, to watch i could have gotten jackson's still in the ufc like he has a fight schedule i think really yeah isn't that crazy so bad i know oh uh, yeah that was so just terrible to watch all in all I, I actually scored that fight for cm punk how about that that's how bad it was i didn't even know what i was watching but at the time i scored the fight for cm punk we were in brazil when we watched that right so we were all right, uh, my number two pick is the double knockdown between Matt Mitrione and Fedor Emelianenko. Just hilarious. Two older guys kind of past their prime. Even though Fedor's having this crazy career search now, but him and Matt Mitrione both 
hit each other really hard and got knocked down. And then Mitrione happened to just like fall at an angle where he could crawl on top of Theodore and beat him up until he fell asleep. Uh, what do you have in your two spot? My number two spot um, is Gray Manor knocking himself out like we had earlier. That's um, what that so fight interview is absolute class too. Joe's interviewing Gray and he just has no idea what happened. Yeah. He's just like, what? I didn't knock, I didn't, well, I wasn't out. What? He's like, you can see it right there. You hit your head on the camera. It's yeah. like, that's it. So my number one fail is, uh, it's not one particular fighter or fight, but it's fighters in like total when they have, like it's been known to happen where they have in-fight accidents of the bathroom variety. Um, yeah, I have uh, the same thing. Yeah, Kevin Randleman is my example in Pride. I um, have Tim Sylvia as my example. Yeah, it's just really, really, real gross. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm happy we both have the same number one. I think it is the correct number one. Yeah. And we'll go no further on that. All right. Uh, we can just quickly recap the NCAA wrestling tournament. I think there's a lot of good content to go over through that. Yeah. You can what, are, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I mean, just we, want to like start off on like the finals. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, we can just recap the finals. I mean, this is, we're doing an MMA centric show. So, uh, I mean, what's it out to you? Like, who, uh, who was your top, who were your top performers? Um, you know, people talk, been talking about Nick Soriano taking a step in the MMA sometime. I know that's been kind of worried on the street for a while now. Um, I think obviously his final performance was not his best performance that we've ever seen. And he's won, just win. Yeah. Spencer Lee may have digged him if he was healthy, but um, love Nick Soriano. He certainly he has the uh, the personality to be a star in the UFC. Sure, definitely. Um, yeah, I like RBY. Uh, thought he had a good turn on it. Did like you know you can't beat someone who you can't take down, and nobody can really take down RBY. Uh, Carter Soraki now has a crack at five NCAA titles. I think it's probably likely he'll get that uh, without injury. Um, he, you know, Tool looked amazing. Freshman out of uh, with the Wisconsin area going to Mizzou. I'd uh, love to see his style represented on the mat, like funky scrambling style. Uh, and obviously Gable. I mean, Gable's a big prospect to watch in the combat sports landscape forever. Yeah. Not that impressive of a finals match, if you ask me. Colton Schultz is really good. Yeah, he kind of stalled. He took him down twice in the first period. And yeah. All right. I mean uh, – Instead of like talking about Gable and putting him on your list, why don't you put somebody like Bo Nickel who's actually training? I should have put Bo Nickel on my list. I don't know. Like, really busy week again. Uh, you can obviously see that I paid more attention to detail on my second list than I did my first list because very tough week. We had to reschedule our podcast several times this week yeah. because of commitments 30 hour week and 18 minutes. The tournament, any big upsets? I mean, there were a lot of big. I love Keyshawn Clark. Right. Uh, Kijan Clark from North Carolina, uh, 14 seed who didn't qualify for NCAAs, or 15 seed, excuse me, made it with, through an at-large bid. He's in law school, uh, so he's obviously, like, very stressed out. Um, and made it all the way to the finals against Nick Lee. It was really cool. Yeah, Yanni continued to dominate. Nick Lee looked really awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. What of those other guys do you think have been ta- – I mean, I know RBY has been – RBY of- will go to MMA. Yeah, he's uh he did that fight with all Joe, the mixed rules. I mean, obviously yeah. with striking. Who else has been talking about a future? Uh I don't know. I can see Deacon doing it. He's got the body for it. Yeah. He's humongous. Clearly good at cutting weight. Yeah, he's really good at cutting weight. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's actually our show for the week. Um, happy we got to put one together. Uh, next week, we're not going to have any recaps, but we I want to do a really, really spend some time doing a really, really deep dive of UFC 73. Uh, going to line up to be one of the biggest and most exciting cards of all time next weekend. Uh, really, really looking forward to it. Um, and really nice to get back in the swing of things doing this pod. I will be consistent with it. Yeah. Always. Yeah, uh, our ability. You're going to find out a lot of stuff about Hamza. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. All right. We'll talk about it more next week. Peace. Peace. Thanks, guys, for watching.